Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining me on between the covers my name is bradley shaw and tonight i'm talking to children's book author steve heron good evening Stephen. how are you i'm fantastic bradley and what about yourself i'm good i'm good yes we're on either side of the continent so for viewers of the of the film um steve is in wa side and i'm on the uh, eastern seaboards in victoria so um we're talking about steve's new book it's called um a thousand Snapshots, which is a beautiful uh, story Stephen has compiled. So I'll let him tell you more about it. So please tell all everyone watching uh, about a thousand snapshots. What can I tell you about a story? Um, <laughs> it's a story that probably started 40 years ago. And um, you know, when you talk about research for writing a story, the research is my experience working with children over 40 years and their stories. Um, most of my work with children was in social and emotional well-being and pastoral care. So I got to hear lots of stories from kids and those stories stayed with me. And um, I suppose they oozed out in the writing of this particular book, which is my second middle grade novel. And one of the characters from the first middle grade novel intrigued me so much that I thought the second novel should be about her. So her name is Maddie. She's just a, a regular 11-year-old girl. Um, she calls herself uh, an independent child, not a not a girly girl or a tomboy. Uh, she gets a bit upset if people call her a tomboy. But it's a story about her, her pre-adolescent journey. Um, she has some tough things to, to handle in her life. Uh, her father died in a car accident four, uh, four years before, before this story takes place. And so she's struggling with that milestone in her life just as she's hitting puberty. And also she's struggling with friendships and bullying and online stuff and and relationships just in general. And the story, story really is her taking her journey uh, to the extent where where others can share that with her. I, I think you know, the reader will champion the journey with her. One, one incredible thing that I like about the story is it's called 1,000 Snapshots. And at some stage, she makes a decision to take a 1,000 photographs using an Instamatic camera given to her on her eighth birthday. And these are 1,000 photographs of memories in her life, special moments that she won't get to share with her dad, but she wants yeah. to put them on the wall in her, what she calls her studio. And the story takes place from around about photograph number 978, right through to uh, photograph number 1000. So that's the story. Um, it, it involves a little bit of um, uh, 
the cultural stuff as well because she she encounters a jiddy jiddy which is a willy wagtail which becomes a metaphor for her journey as well as she tries to photograph this willy wagtail and um and there's there's some good relationships between her and her friends in relation to that willy wagtail wonderful i think i've pretty well covered it for now yeah that's that's very comprehensive thank you um so was it a was it a, a long process to write this book like from planning it out plotting it out as you said it evolved from the other book so you sort of pulled that character out gave her her own vehicle so was that hard was that hard to sort of identify her and create that not really uh, when i wrote the first novel i sent it to a publisher and they said because it's a first time novel we really would need a second or a third novel for us to be interested in a series and uh i only wanted to write one novel and uh yeah. but uh, after i'd finished the first novel i felt there was another story that there was her story needed to be told and um and and yeah i, I just i related to the her character because of the amount of children that have spoken to me about the kind of things that happened in her life yeah. Uh, I, I first looked, sorry, I looked in my uh, computer the other day and the first manuscript, the draft manuscript I had for the story was in 2016. So it was five years ago that I first started penning the story. Um, yeah, so it's, wow. it's taken five years to get there to this particular stage. Was it, was it difficult to create over that time? Was it hard to plot for her line of a story in the full sense of, of a book? Or, you know, I mean, obviously you had the elements, but did, was it hard to blind and to create the, the journey? Uh, at times it was. Um, firstly, because the story originally was called Jiddy Jiddy, which was which was about the Willy Wagtail. Yeah. Uh, Jiddy Jiddy is the local Noongar, Noongar word for Willy Wagtail in yeah. Western Australia. And uh, so I was focused, trying to focus on on her story, but include the Judy Judy in it. And uh, it just didn't it didn't gel right because it didn't feel like there was enough about the Judy Judy. Yeah. And that's where I started moving and changing the whole idea of the story. Once I picked up this idea of her taking these photographs, mm. uh, which was already there, but I focused more on that concept. Yeah. And that came about because. An 11-year-old girl I met some time ago said to me, Steve, life is like you taking pictures. Some are bad and some are good. So make sure you take the shots of the ones that have a good effect on you. Yeah. And I thought, that's a great quote. I'm going to use that in the book. And that's going to be Maddie's, Maddie's kind of punchline, her own her own quote for the book. I like it. That's really good, yeah. So did you get um, help and, and feedback? Obviously, you said you spoke to children and stuff. and, and uh, particularly the girl taking photos, as you said, but was there other influences, like um, any people you knew or, or, or people you didn't know well, but still were inspiring enough to help you create, you know, the elements of the book you needed? Yeah, look, none of the characters are based on real life people, mm -hmm. but the experiences of the characters are based on the real life experiences of people that I knew. That's good. I had a couple of people better read the book, or be to read the book, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Um, in particular, there is a chapter uh, about uh, Maddie going through her first period. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had to do a lot of research to understand yeah. what happens there. And I sent that off to a friend of mine to, to fact check it for me and got yeah. some interesting information, which I won't go into now, but I wanted to make sure I got that correct in the story. Of course. Uh, so that was, that was really helpful. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, and a couple other people in the journey who have read the story, including an 11-year-old girl who read through the story yep. as well with her mother. The two of them read it together, uh, just you know, just to make sure that you're on the right track. Of course, of course. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a wonderful book, and you've done a great job. Um, you know, writing you. A, a young girl. It is probably really one of the hardest parts as a male writer to do um, stories on the opposite sex to make sure that it's authentic, as you say, and, and that you understand being that age or being that. Um, gender is really good and you did a great job um so yeah that frightened me a bit <laughs> well it is a challenge it is it is i mean you you're up for you know as you said you've taken time to make sure you're conscious of the research you needed to get you know back and, and readers to help you um because yep. yeah your authenticity and your, your credibility of course as a writer is online when you when you're outside of your i guess known <laughs> known comfort um so yeah, so so tell me more about your overall writing process. So this book took you five years, but you've written a multiple number of books. So so how did you get into writing, and and what what do you where did you start, and what what did you want it to become? Was it always was it a hobby? Was it something you really wanted to evolve more? Tell us your story about you writing. When I was a young fellow, I wanted to be a cartographer, <laughs> um, and and looking back on it now, I think it's mainly because I like the idea of seeing things from up on high so actually i think i wanted to be a bird rather than a cartographer so you can actually see the lay of the land <laughs> and uh unfortunately i failed english at high school and when i left high school into the workforce i did english again at night school back in those days and failed again so it surprised me that you know later in life here i am writing books and i still struggle with grammar i still struggle with with the, the written word, but I have a passion for books. I have a passion for stories and storytelling. Yeah. And it, I think it really had a boost when probably 20 years ago, a young boy said to me, Steve, can you write a story about a boy who gets bullied? And I thought, why would you ask me that? I don't write, I don't write books. But I was driving my car not so long after that along a road and I saw some magpies on the side of the road and they looked like they were skylarking and teasing one of the other magpies and pushing it onto the road. Yeah. And I thought, oh, look at that. Those magpies are playing chicken with that particular magpie. And I thought, hang on, here's an idea for a picture book. And uh, I went home that night and I penned my first actual picture book called The Magpie Who Wasn't a Chicken. And yeah. it was a book about bullying. And, yeah. and that, you know, some years later, I ended up self-publishing that book with the organisation that I work with. And it became probably the most popular of all of the six books that I self-published back in those days. Well so that, that got me hooked. But also I found that when I was working with children, uh, children's books, especially picture books, were incredibly helpful and therapeutic for children to be able to read stories. Yeah. And the best ones were ones, not, not, not didactic ones, not the, not the self-help books, but books that actually had kids thinking because the story was so good that they could relate to the story and yeah. the self-help books just didn't just didn't cut it the kids didn't really want to read them so my challenge was to how do you write self-help books or how do you write uh social emotional well-being books that yeah. kids would want to hear about so the sense of story was really important and i discovered that over time and that's what i've been working on I, Probably for the last five years, I've taken that more seriously. 
Yeah, and it is a hard art. It is an art to, to write to a child, to write to a child's interpretation, understanding, and you know, um, indulge. Like they want to read it, they want to indulge in it. Um, yeah. But if it's learning, they don't want it to be preachy. They want it to be enjoyable. And you're right, it is a skill. Um, that's what we find in a lot of outbooks too, to help authors, you know, um, find yeah. their means and their audience and readership. Um, so yeah, no, really well done. And um, yeah, congratulations on, on a great uh, process of your career development. You've done really well. Very excited about your book. I am very excited. I am. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, it's great, and it's coming November. So, one thousand snapshots. Uh, it's a fantastic yep. book. Everybody watching, please grab a copy at your local bookshops or online, as I said. Um, Steve, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to the next exciting episodes of books coming. As the sounds of it, there's plenty for readers to love. Um, and everyone, thank you for supporting uh, Australian authors. And um, Steve, good night. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Bradley. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for watching. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.